Well, welcome back everybody to Going With The Flow. My name is Tyler. And I'm Michael. And this is a River Academy podcast. We are talking about Tom Sawyer today. We're going to do a little bit of a different um, a different tack than we normally have been doing where we've been talking about our classes. We, we kind of decided partially uh, for time's sake uh, and we're in the middle of, uh, we're right after Thanksgiving break and getting ready for, for Christmas break. Uh, and we we had a little scheduling some scheduling issues, so we're gonna we're gonna bring to you what we're gonna do later in the year and talk about um, one of the books that we teach. And we teach Tom Sawyer to the seventh graders. So if you're a seventh grader, you might want to listen to this because you might you know get some freebies and some answers for your your big essay that's coming up. They're gonna write an essay on Tom Sawyer. Oh, yeah, that's scary! Man, how dare we? Terrifying, terrifying, <laughs> cruel. You will survive. Everyone here who's been in seventh grade yeah. has done this this paper and they survive. Yeah. Well, tell, tell us about your your experience with Tom Sawyer, but also yeah. also um, why, why, why and when we decided to put this in seventh grade, because I think it used to be in ninth grade and then mm-hmm. we moved it. Yeah, so my love for Tom goes back to, uh, to high school, my junior year. My mom is the drama teacher still at King's High School. And so I did improv and stuff with my mom, but one year, when they were doing the Tom Sawyer play, she needed someone to to fill in as the sheriff, and she had this grand idea that I should be the sheriff in Tom Sawyer. And then she was wondering if I, you know, I've played guitar since fifth grade, and so I actually learned about seven to ten banjo chords and uh, between set changes, uh, played old hymns on the banjo. Uh, while some girls sang and it was awesome and so that was that was a lot of fun that's when I first was introduced to this this great story of Tom Sawyer because we did read Huck Huck Finn yeah at King's but um, more people read Huck Finn than Tom Sawyer usually yeah it's kind of like the side book that's forgotten at times and so when we when I transitioned from being an elementary teacher to secondary we were looking at different books and Tom Sawyer was one that I knew and could teach while I was trying to figure out four yeah. new classes at once. Yeah. And so Mr. Heddick graciously uh, let me uh, teach it because he wasn't able to, to teach it like he wanted to. And so we've worked together to, yeah. you know, incorporate Tom Sawyer and Huck, so- Huck Finn yeah. uh, in seventh grade and eleventh grade. Yeah, I think they read it in eleventh grade, yeah. and it freed up it freed up the chance to read uh, books like uh, A Tale of Two Cities, which which uh, it, it just got put into eleventh grade this this past year. So actually, moving it down freed us up to have some really great literature move into to the upper mm-hmm. upper levels. And it but, really helped too because I yeah. think you're gonna say yeah. because, you know, H L seven is ancient lit and and old testament. Like yeah. how, how what? I, Why are we reading Tom Sawyer when yeah, we're studying well, Assyria, well, you know? Well first there's no there's no really you know, adventure stories about young lads from Assyria. Yeah. yeah. And most of the ancient Near East writing is you know, very academic and heady and hard yeah. to read, yeah. even for teachers. Yeah. So we have made, you know, HL7 is is about the theme of adventure and friendships and growth yep. and, and searching after treasure and seeing heart change. And this is, you know, not only these are the themes of Tom Sawyer, but this yep. is also Bilbo, Bilbo's story in The Hobbit, which we'll read, and adventure, friendship, heart change, Mm -hmm. for good or bad, is also seen in The Odyssey, 
And so we've seen a benefit that, you know, HL classes don't just have to be books from an era, but themes and yep. stories that will captivate, you know, the students' hearts and help them learn about what it means to be a human. Right. Well, we have, we have some precedents for this, too, where, you know, in 12th grade, Mr. Heddick also teaches Hamlet, which doesn't fit into the time period, but 12th graders should read Hamlet. I mean, just yeah. the, the subject matter and the things that are being talked about there. But even even so, you know, funnily enough, um, Tom Sawyer and, and then The Hobbit later on, later, right? You, you do The Hobbit later? Yeah, yeah. in 7th um, grade. They are, they are stepping stones to ultimately this this crazy challenging book which we'll spend at least one episode on if not two because it's so big uh which is the odyssey i mean we have our seventh graders at the end of seventh grade start to read the odyssey uh and that's i mean cruel and unusual but it's it is also they can do it we've seen them be able to do it and they can do it well and actually dive in deep into it and they learn lessons from it Mm -hmm. and we see you know throughout their time here in secondary yep they're calling back to it on their own all the time or other teachers are. And yeah. it's, so that's we just, just I was teaching, I'm teaching Dante's Paradiso now and, and my 10th graders who had you when they were in seventh grade, um, and, read well, the Odyssey. and they read the Odyssey <laughs> and, and, uh, they, um, although for, I think it was eighth grade when they, when they yeah, taught they it, but, it, yeah. uh, but still like it's something that we come back to. I mean, talk about if there's no other seminal work of, of classical literature, it's, it's the Odyssey. Um, but all that to say, we could, we'll talk about the Odyssey, for a long time a later on. Day. Yeah, a different day. That um, will be an hour episode. Easy, yeah, easily <laughs> it will. Um, so, so bring us back to Tom Sawyer. What, yeah. um, you've mentioned some themes. You've mentioned um, Tom himself. Why? Uh, wh- wh- where do you want to start? You want to start with uh, just an over? Give us an overview. What um, if if parents who are listening to this are parents of seventh graders and they're like, I kind of remember it, but I more remember Huck Finn. What is Tom Sawyer about? Sure. So Tom Sawyer. Obviously, the title, Adventures of Tom Sawyer. The Adventures Sawyer, of Tom Sawyer, yeah. In St. Petersburg, Missouri. And, you know, Tom is, a, is an orphan who lives with his aunt and his, his brother, Sid. And Tom... I just, always forget he has a brother. Yeah, he yeah. just has a rebellious streak inside of him. And he's just, he's, he's trying to, to figure out what type of man he's going to be mm-hmm. and, and how he's going to live his life. Yeah. And so... He, you know, we we see a lot in the first, you know, five chapters are all nothing in the plot really happens. You just get to meet Tom and see his true colors, mm-hmm. which is which is hilarious. And there, are those are those some of the really famous scenes that we yeah, think so about? Yeah, so we got, which we'll get into, like the whitewashing the yeah. fence scene and tricking kids yeah. and, uh, you know, the Bible, we'll talk about this too, the Bible ticket scene and and different and these you know classic Tom Sawyer scenes at the beginning as we start to meet him and other characters for the first third of the book yeah. and so um he has his friend Huck uh who we'll talk about here in a little bit and he and Huck go on you know these adventures that that starts in a graveyard yep. because they're you know they we get to see some of the the southern culture superstitions from the 1800s where they're taking a cat to a graveyard to to sing a little chant at midnight to get rid of their warts uh-huh. and lo and behold they they witness some grave robbers oh, that's and right. a murder and that's right. I forgot and, that's in this I think yeah, that's in Huckleberry Finn one of the best scenes and the kids you know they improv act those scenes out and it's quite quite hilarious so but so anyways they they see this and a murder happen and um, 
and they have to decide, you know, as they continue, then they go back to kind of living life as boys, but they have this huge burden of a secret and they know, you know, who actually killed who and the wrong guy is in jail. The wrong guy in jail is Muff Potter. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so they have to hold that and decide to do what is right. And then within that, they go on a gigantic treasure hunt and run, run into the murder himself who's called uh, Injun Joe Harper yep. in this story, and who is this, this intimidating figure. And um, so they, you know, do we do what is right and risk, you know, being murdered like Muff Potter was? Mm -hmm. and, and how do we grow up and handle these adult, these adult circumstances? And so Tom has a few love interests <laughs> with Becky and Amy, which we'll talk about. And... In the end, we'll see, okay, did Tom actually change and does he start to become a noble man? Does he start to uh, become the young man he's supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. What about, um, what's, if you had, to, if you had to, to narrow it down to one like, absolute key thing that the kids just hone in on and love, what would, what's, their, what's their favorite part? What are they? So an early... So one favorite part where you they really start, I would say for this seventh grade class yeah. that we have right now, they <laughs> love the scene. So basically the story starts off where Tom, he plays hooky from school and his aunt has this clever way with a thread she sewed into his shirt collar to see if he actually took his shirt off because he goes swimming and comes back home. And he's found out to have skip school to go swimming yeah. as one does uh -huh. and so he's grounded and yeah. has to paint a fence white that's uh nine feet tall and 30 mm. yards long or something yeah. like that if i remember right and so he uh um he on the saturday as all the young boys are walking by looking for someone to play with he starts to convince them that if they trade give him tom uh, some different little trinkets and toys that he will give them the chance to do this super fun activity, painting a fence. Yeah. So he cleverly manipulates them to do his chore and he gathers kind of, we kind of talk about like, it's like this, this new economy of thimbles <laughs> and yep. animal parts and dead animals and socks and different, you know, cap, bottle caps. It's like this, the street currency of the, of the really poor town of St. Petersburg of the, of the boys and yeah. girls. And so he collects them all. And then he goes to church and, you know, Tom, he's all about his self glory and impressing others yep. and being recognized. And but does that sound like any seventh graders that, or eighth hmm. graders that we have met before? <laughs> maybe, yep, maybe yep. not. I'm not going to say. But yeah, like, right, you want to be recognized. You want glory. You want to yeah. stand out in the crowd and get the laugh. And, and you want, it's just what we all did and go through in seventh and eighth grade, which is why we can laugh about it yeah. today. Because we were those seventh grade. Uh, all of we us were. We were Toms. Yeah. We yep. were Toms. Thousand percent. In seventh and eighth grade. Yep. And so, um, so he then trades, you know, his stuff that he got for manipulating the boys to do his work, he trades them for these Bible tickets. Yeah. And you get the Bible tickets from uh, memorizing scripture and reciting them at church, and then you can cash them in for, like, this really nice new Bible. And for those poor kids in St. Petersburg, that was a big deal. And so you have, you know, students who are there at Sunday school memorizing scripture and putting in the work to earn this. But Tom... 
he wants to find a loophole. He doesn't want to do the work. Every chance, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to do the work, yep. and which we should talk about. Yeah, we'll and, get to. and and instead he just wants the instant glory and yep. instant gratification yep. of the reward. He wants to get to. This is just a microcosm of his life. He wants to get to the end without doing the hard work in the journey. So he does that. He gets the Bible. And and so some of the people start to, this is their favorite part of the seventh graders, start to catch on. And they're like, well, who are, who are two of the 12 disciples? And Tom Sawyer shouts, David and Goliath. <laughs> and when we read that out loud, the, they were laughing so hard. <laughs> like even, yeah, it was just... All of the kids thought that was one of the funniest moments of the book because, like, yep. quite often in my unit, I'll stop and say, okay, what's been a memorable, you know, moment from last night's reading? And yep. there's tons of them. But the David and Goliath one, they were they thought that was so funny. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of been one of those memorable parts and kind of shows in the beginning who Tom is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Thinking of thinking of the themes overall, so we've, we've mentioned a few, and, and you, ch- you choose which one you want to talk about first, but we talk about hard work, we talk about adventure, um, we've talked about uh, young, young boys and kind of some self-glory. Um, what, do we, what do we hope resonates mm-hmm. with, you know, which, which ones and how do we hope that they resonate with, with our young boys? And girls too. Like, the, yeah. believe me, some some of our the girls in, in our classes have been over the past few years. They've been some young toms in some different ways, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, they're they're they get into their own little bits of trouble and things. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, our mm-hmm. our main audience for this often is the boys. Yeah. So yeah, what 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 seems to resonate and and um, like, what do you hope you get that they yeah. get out of it more than anything yeah. else? The big question that we ask that they look for and collect, you know, quotes for in their journal to write their paper is how has Tom's adventures and friendships changed him? Yep. And does he become the man he's supposed to be? Yeah. And it's right from, so that's why I want them to resonate is looking at, okay, the adventures of life and the choices I make and the friends I choose will change you yep. and, and, and forge you in, in into a, to a person, to yep. a person. And during these, especially in these formative years, so is that going to be good or bad? Right. Is that going to be godly or is that going to be righteous or unrighteous? Right. And so, and so I want them to like look at that in Tom, and then see, okay, here's this self-centered, rebellious, inconsiderate, manipulative, this person who will, has a desire to fit in at any cost. Mm-hmm. That's how we meet Tom. Yeah. Is this wise living or foolish? That's right. probably the better way than righteous or unrighteous. Is this what is wise living and foolish right. living look like? Well, we pair this with with proverbs, or we yeah we, you do we proverbs yeah we will after. pair this with proverbs, and sometimes I teach proverbs with Tom, but I but you but this year I'll be teaching it after Tom Sawyer, um, and and referring back to it. Yeah, and so it's like okay, like are you going to be wise or foolish? Yeah. are you going to be self centered, or or will you be considerate of others? Because those those are the two main battles that Tom struggles with. Yeah, and so he he really has these different strong suits and is a clever kid, mm-hmm. but he really struggles to to use his gifts for what is right. And that's yeah. something that in seventh and eighth grade we talk about a lot in class. Is 
we see these, especially the the guys in yep. seventh and eighth grade, yeah. that have big personalities and are strong and are natural leaders, and people look up to them and look to them in in the class. Yeah. And the challenge is every year I have this conversation with multiple boys. Yeah. Are you going to be a leader for what is good? Right. And and lead your class for good. Or are you going to continue to be foolish, self-centered, desire self-glory, and be selfish and lead your class into what is bad? Right. And and that is that is the choice that they, as young men, have to make right. as, as they're growing up. And so Tom is our case study. Yeah, he is. He's well, the mirror that they all need to look they into. They do. They need to look and consider whether or not they are they are Toms themselves. Um. What would what would you say? We we didn't talk about this one before, but it just kind of popped into my head. What would you say if if somebody said to you, "Well, isn't that your job as the teacher to make to make sure that or to to maintain their class culture? Like, why why put that on their shoulders to make sure that they have good class culture? Um, like, why why aren't you just controlling it? Why aren't you just making sure they don't do anything wrong ever? Well, in my experience as a teacher in seven years is. If I just walk in as a tyrant, yep. shout out to the juniors who right. dubbed me Mick Tyrant. <laughs> if I just walk in and say, this is the law and you do this you do this, or you're done, sit in your seat, don't talk, whatever. Like, honestly, the number, that does not build relationship. And at Moody Bible Institute, our professor, Mary Martin, who taught our teaching practicums and classes she, she always said the number one driver of education is relationship yeah yeah or rapport is yep. the fancy word yeah and so if you don't have that in your class you can't do anything right and so you have to put that there has to be some type of responsibility on the kids to form that class culture because and to want to do that and to want to do yeah. that because they're only in my class for two hours a day yeah in seventh grade in HL and other Bible classes, it's one hour a day. Yeah. So if if they they they're responsible for how they act and they spend so much time in other places yeah. where there's not a teacher, so they need to learn how to take responsibility for their actions and their class culture yep. and and who they are as a class because it, it belongs to them and they're whether they want it or not, whether yeah. they like it or not, they're stuck together it's, in it's a little family. So yeah. It's really important for them to see that and realize, and I say to them, we can't do our job of being joyful and relational without the kids bought in, Yeah. without the kids doing their part too. Yep. It's not that we just let it go and let them decide what it's like. We need to be on the same, the same path yeah. together. Yeah. Well, what about that theme of, uh, of hard work uh, or working hard? And, and I kind of want to pull back a little bit and yeah. looking not just – at the seventh grade, but how does how does that theme, or how does how does you talking about that theme in seventh grade right now, um, paving the way for some of the things that we do at the River Academy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, you see Tom, he never he never paints the fence. So, you know, as a young boy, I can relate to Tom with things that my own dad asked me to do <laughs> oh, <yeah>. and stuff, <laughs> and yeah. I didn't want to do it, or I did it quick, or half-heartedly. I did it, yeah, as little as possible to, yeah, yeah, to get away I, with it. And I look back now, and it's like, okay, there are some skills that I lack and things that I don't have. Yeah. So in Tom's case, 
he lost the opportunity to learn like how to fix up a fence well, which could have been something for his tool belt later in yep. life. Yep. Or how to just even, even in the bigger picture, the discipline yep. of focus and getting something done and honoring yeah. his aunt, honoring someone who asked you to do something. Mm -hmm. Like that's actually more important than the painting itself. Yeah. Okay, so he didn't yeah, want to work hard. Offense, yeah, right. Then Tom also he uh, yeah, it's not about offense. No. <laughs> he also he wants the treasures of this earth, yep. and so he runs away to live and goes on a treasure hunt. Yep. And he gets gets into trouble rather than you know working, yep. getting a job, and being disciplined and getting skills and becoming better. Then you know he also he and his friends. They don't want to do school, and so they go decide to go run away as pirates, yep. and that doesn't turn out so great. No. And, we, and all, we all want to do that, yeah. right? And we often, I would say the, the key theme of our worldview in this story is romanticism. Yes. And yep. the idea of being a pirate and running away sounds more glorious than it often is. <laughs> the yeah. idea of looking for treasure sounds more glorious than it often is. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, he wants to cut corners in his life, and so he never, like, really earned anything. Yeah. And so at, at our school, like, we, that's what we want to teach is for how kids to have discipline and to be dedicated to something and to work hard, even if it's something that's not your favorite thing in life to do. Because they're in your life as you grow up and become an adult, you have to do things that you don't like to do, but right. just because you don't like to do it, it's not an excuse to not do it. Well, and there are there are going to be things at like le at our school that they are not going to want to do, yeah. right? There are huge. Mm -hmm. we, we always you know bring up, and it's just because it's, it's sort of my baby at the school, but you know, we bring up thesis or um, you know senior thesis. Our kids write a thesis every year. Uh, they write one in seventh grade all the way yeah. up to twelfth grade. It dip, I mean, they're smaller and they mm -hmm. they scaffold on each other and get bigger. Um, but, but talking about that's that's that whitewash fence. I mean, in in so many ways, you know, they they get bigger each year. There's there's more planks added onto it. But yeah. are you going to do it? Or are you going to do as little as possible to maybe kind of get by? Or heaven forbid, which has been something that I've seen. Yeah. Are you going to get others to do your others work to do your work for you? And you know, yeah, take their quotes, take their ideas, copy their journal. Yep. And, and not put it put the work in yourself right. because you're actually doing yourself a disservice yeah. as because right because you take that fence metaphor yeah the fence gets bigger each year for thesis so you uh, as a young boy or girl in seventh grade apply yourself now to work hard and build those building blocks and um, have that worldview of well you mentioned the worldview of romanticism but 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 developing that worldview of of grit, right, yeah. and that 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 perseverance that they're going to have. Mm -hmm. um, that romanticism, though, is is also fun. I mean, it's not like don't, don't dream, yeah, yeah, and don't have wonder for for the world around. Oh, we yeah. want them to wonder and love the world and around. go on adventures yeah. and have friendships yeah. and stuff. This is but, not don't do that. Yeah, you know, this is yeah. But this is work hard. Imagine this. Like imagine if if Tom. So when Tom runs away with Huck mm -hmm. and 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 Joe, uh, a different Joe, yeah. <laughs> not the 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 murderer, yeah. <laughs> uh, criminal. Um, he they run away because they want this adventure. 
but they also run away because they don't want to do school. Yeah. And he also runs away because he keeps getting grounded because he can't do what he wants. Yep. He he wants anarchy and lawlessness, so he runs away and yeah. it doesn't turn out so good. Right. But imagine if you know if he had gone to school every day, and then on the weekend they could they have that time to play. Yeah. Yeah. And have that time to go. But Tom, he wants his whole life to be play, mm -hmm. and he keeps getting in trouble because of it. He becomes selfish because it's when you when you want just your life to be about play, you become selfish. Yeah. And personally, like that is something that I struggle with even <clears throat> as 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 a man. And there's even bigger implications when you're married and a yeah. dad. It's like okay, like. What I love, like things that I love to do, would I love to golf every day or reload my bullets and go yep. hunting or the gun range every day? Yes. And when I can only focus on that and wanting to play rather than taking care of the things that are important in my life first, yeah. I just become a, a selfish, grumpy person yeah. because then everything that I'm asked to do, you know, takes away from my time. And this is just quite... Well, that myth this, of And my here's time. something yeah. away how, you know, the, the books connect by God's grace in our school, we're just reading screw tape letters, yeah. which is with the 11th and 12th, which British. will be a different podcast. Yep. And oh, C.S. Yes. Lewis talks about how the enemy, Satan, you know, he wants us to think that our time is our time. It's mine, mine, mine. Yeah. So then when it's taken away, we get super angry. We can't love our neighbors and we just become so self-centered yeah. because we think we own our time and our lives, but really it belongs to God right, right. or to the devil. It is not our time. So yeah. anyway, that's a little connection there to C.S. Lewis. But if Tom, he doesn't want to work hard, he wants to play first. Yeah. And if he, could, he, if he could find that balance, it could be different for him. Because, yeah. And so because of that, that sets the stage for this self-centered attitude right. to where you see um, you know, how he treats Becky and Amy, these yeah. two girls at his school, that you know, he's kissed both, he dumps one for the other, he yeah. acts like a complete ding-dong, but he, you know, and, and he does things in class to get their attention and to be this hero. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's this puppy love that actually isn't about what Paul talks about in Ephesians about love, right. about a, a husband and his wife, where he calls the man to actually die to himself yes. like Christ did on the cross yes. and serve her. That's not Tom. No. Tom, he's all about his own glory and, yep. you know, as the kids would say, being the guy who has riz and the, the riz. girls like him. Come yep. on, please stop using urban slang. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, so it's again. That's all just about his own self glory. Yeah, and 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 that he hurts Amy. He hurts Becky. Yep. Um, he doesn't listen to his aunt who's raising him. He lies about his and fakes his own death, and so the whole town will mourn for him. Yep. And then he shows up at his own funeral <laughs> to be alive, and again, what receive glory? Yep. Uh, for self-glory. Yep. Okay, the tickets for the Bible, self-glory. All this self-glory, self-glory, yep. and because he wants to just do whatever he wants. And, well, why? Well, maybe just a description of Huck. Yeah. So this is when Tom, when we first meet Huck Finn, Twain writes this on page 42. 
Shortly, Tom came upon the juvenile pariah of the village, Huckleberry Finn, son of the town drunkard. Huckleberry was cordially hated and dreaded by all the mothers of the town because he was idle and lawless and vulgar and bad, because all their children admired him so and delighted in his forbidden society and wished they dared to be <laughs> like him. Tom was like the rest of the respectable boys in that he envied Huck in his gaudy, outcast condition and was under strict orders not to play with him. So he played with him every time he <laughs> every time he got a chance. Yep. And so you've met Tom, who so far at this point has beat a kid up, yep. manipulative, broken Amy's heart, uh -huh. the Bible tickets, and then Tom's a respectable boy compared to this lawless Huck. Yep. And this sets the stage of where mm -hmm. Tom wants to be like Huck so bad. And you 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 see this this picture of Huck and then you actually as one seventh grade boy this year, Easton keeps pointing out, like actually Huck is the, yeah. the, the honorable one. He yep. just has bad luck and has a bad family situation yeah. and doesn't have anyone looking after him, but yet he's trying to, to be, be better. Yeah. And so he's got his own nobility. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different. sometimes misguided. He's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but then what's super cool is they go on this adventure in their friendship. In the end, you see uh, both of their their heart. Tom's heart has changed. Uh, sorry about that. Turning the page, my book falls. Uh, turning to the end of the book, um, where Tom and Huck's adventures have changed them. They've yeah. they've faced these dangers in life, and 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 Tom actually convinces Huck's Huck that you know, having a mother and having structure and going to school is actually going to be good for him. And you see yeah. that in this, the end of the book, the cave scene, yeah. the, the climax of the story where they face Engine Joe and the treasure and and Tom and, and Becky are there and Tom has, goes back and actually takes care of Becky and saves her. And then, um, and then Huck... Um, Tom actually gets Huck set up with Widow Douglas, who's one of the older ladies of town, to, you know, on page 214, to introduce him to society um, and, and to, to, to give, him, give him a new life. And so Huck, he wants to run away and he wants to go back to how it is. And on the page 216, uh, Tom says, you know, Huck, because there's this whole thing about being in a group. Yeah, and this desire to fit in. So at the beginning, mom mentality they want, yeah, they, Tom <clears throat> wants to be a pirate with Huck and be rough and tough and cuss and smoke. Yep, it doesn't work. So at the end of the book, it changes to where Huck wants to run off, and Tom's like, "Well, I'm starting a new gang of robbers," and Huck's like, "Tell me about it. Tell <laughs> me about it." And this is the Mr. McArdle paraphrased, and 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 because Huck doesn't think being rich and you know, being in a home is all cracked up to what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And so uh, Tom goes, well, I'm starting a new gang of robbers. And Huck's like, I want to be in. And then Tom says, but Huck, I can't let you into the gang if you ain't respectable. <laughs> and so he does Respectable this, robbers. <laughs> he, yeah, he does this total flip, though, on Huck. Yeah. As this, like, I can't let you into this gang unless you're respectable and go to school and, 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 and have integrity and change right. and and then Tom Huck goes can't you let me in Tom didn't you, didn't didn't you know didn't I, I let you go to be a pirate 
And Tom says, that's different. A robber is more high-toned than what a pirate is. <laughs> it's, it's a general thing. In countries, they're awfully high up in the nobilities, like dukes and such. And it's, it's super goofy, but, but, but Tom, he realizes that he wants a better life for himself yep. and for Huck. And he's learned some lessons um, from how he treated the, the young women yep. at his school. Yep. And, and the puppy love. And, and again, Tom's puppy love was for his own selfishness. Yeah. He's learned about temperance. He's learned about work, the value of his aunt and listening to her mm -hmm. and respecting her, the value of, of his community. Yeah. And, and so then now at the end of the book, for the lawless juvenile pariah of the village, Huck, who doesn't have anyone, who yep. sleeps and is homeless, yep. sleeps in sheds, mm -hmm. um, he wants him to actually have a better life yeah. because he's been so impacted by his adventures, his friendships, and you see his his heart, you know, start start to change, yeah. and and that's what that's what Tom really wrestles with is self glory and and. And then, and then, and being wise or foolish, and yeah. it's very. You could get into so many more deeper themes. I know Nathan has with the the older students about Mark Twain's view on religion and different things like that, um, because you know you do see like a revival comes to town, yeah. and Tom wants to change, and then he realizes that there's no one to get him in trouble, and he says, "Hey, I'm gonna." When he swears an oath to do what is right. Then he wants to do what's wrong. Right. So it's really just like when you encounter the Lord and have a true heart change in your faith, then the works of love in your life and and, and the and the fruit of that change in faith will be evident. Yeah. And so that's in the end what we hope that the kids will take away and they'll learn from Tom's foolishness and selfishness, but they'll also see like, hey, like a change of heart actually takes your choice and, it, and and takes effort it takes it takes yeah. purpose and it takes a mm -hmm. decision to to not just say oh sorry 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 I'm, I'm i won't do that again yeah but to actually turn and walk the other direction and true it, repentance and it yeah and it takes <clears throat> community of adults around you and good friends yeah and so that's that's what tom realizes and so we go we're on this adventure of life and searching, we'll either search for the treasures of this world or the treasures of heaven, yeah. Um, and have our hearts be in the world or in heaven, and we'll go on. Our whole life is an adventure, and are we going to go on it with our friends, with good friends who, who build us up, in, in wisdom, and righteousness, or will we go down paths of foolishness, yeah. and wickedness? Yeah. Well, I love it. I that's, love, I love all this, Sawyer. and and we could go for another hour. hour I think yeah. you know, e pretty easily. Uh, we, we just wanted to give a, a bit of a snapshot, a, a case study into what we teach, and uh, I think the next one that we'll do eventually, um, we're we're going to try and bring some other teachers in and um, hopefully talk about uh, some of our other subjects pretty soon. But mm -hmm. but uh, uh, we'll we'll be doing this more and more, is digging into some of the pieces of literature because some of us, you know, some of the parents uh, have have said. Man, I just wish I could read, you know, or talk about what my kids are reading with them, mm -hmm. but I just haven't read it, or I haven't read it in a long time. I forgot about it. So that's kind of our, our thought behind yeah. some of these. And these also, episodes. maybe, you know, your student is struggling with yeah. the book and concepting 
the ideas or conceptualizing themes, ideas. Yeah. And so we want these to also be tools. Yes. Tools for students. So if you're in seventh grade and you listen to this, um, what, what could be like a code secret word for a seventh grader to tell me to get some uh, extra credit? Oof. And a discussion book, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah. What's uh, like a good code word? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, so I, I was going with something river, river-ish because we, we like to have our water theme yeah. at the River Academy. A good water pun. Yeah. Uh, like the cove or something like that. The cove, which is which is good because the pirates live on uh, an island in the it. cove. Okay, so if yeah. you can come to Mr. McArdle before Christmas, well, I don't know when this will be published. Monday, <laughs> yeah, pretty soon. So next month, so yeah. before Christmas break, yep. and say Mr. McArdle... Tom was in the cove. Yep. You will get extra credit in a discussion book. There you go. We like that. So push that subscribe button for us and let us know if there are other books or things that you want us to talk about. Yeah. We love doing this together and being a resource for, for you parents as we partner with you to educate the next generation of Christian leaders. Yep. Uh, you can contact us at podcast at org. Uh, or, you know, you'll run into us on campus, I'm sure. Uh, tell us what you want to hear. And, uh, and Or if you have any questions, we'll, again, we'll do a, a question bag at some point if anybody has any. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.